so fucking good at that. Welcome back, season two, episode six of Garage Beers podcast. Jim, Nick, Cole in the garage. Probably the warmest we've had uh, since recording. I'm got the sleeves rolled up on the hoodie. No, no vest. Over, no vest. No overalls tonight. No hat. That's how you really know. Yeah. When you're bald like me, uh, your head gets cold all the fucking time. So it's uh, it's comfortable. It is definitely comfortable in here tonight. So. Uh, we might be here like two hours. Who knows? But uh, season season two, episode oh, six. Jesus phone just fell. Fucking Christ! <laughs> what are you doing? I almost tried to save it. My phone. Rookie. Buy me a new phone. Save that sound bit, please. <laughs> season two, episode six of the Garage Beers podcast. Up over twelve hundred listens. You may not give a shit, and to be honest, we don't either. But hey, it's uh, we're we're climbing. At least we're not. Going down and listens. I don't know if that's possible. At least we're not side of guac. No, I'm just um, Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, It's been pretty steady this season, actually. Way better than season one. It's been fun. Consistency is key. Yeah. Consistency is key in a lot of things in life. Not just running a podcast. Right, Cole? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All righty. So current events, uh, first week of no football. Uh, Cole probably uh, struggling a little bit, but we filled it with some some new activities. Um, Nick and I went to the Fighting Saints game yep. on Thursday. Blowout. It was like 3 nothing in the first, like, six minutes. Had uh, the Fighting Saints sell Bushlight by the 25-ounce can. Yeah, interesting. 100% best, uh, best bang for your buck. Um, you drink three of those, one each period, and... You're walking out of there giving someone else your keys. I will say it's a it's weird but also fun to go to one of these games where it's like there's no one there, but you are all on the same page cheering together for something you don't really care about, but you're drinking a little bit and then, you know, the vibes are good. The bet was there any fights? No, no fights. No. no fights. Because like the game was out of hand before it even like mm-hmm. But sometimes that's when it gets yeah. chippy because then you start mouthing off. Yeah, but Madison, they just they suck. Like yeah, they were yeah. fucking terrible. And most of these were like, you know, 15 to 18 year olds at school the next day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so a lot yeah, of those are. Home, they had math homework. A lot of those are homeschooled, though. Oh, no, maybe. The, no, they're at, at least the kids in Dubuque, they go to Dubuque Senior. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They go to class from like 730 to noon every day, and that's it. And then they go to practice and live the life of being a yeah amateur athlete. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was a good time. Like, we just drink beer and that's the cool thing about dubuque and i would say probably some other small towns i don't know but these like events that are held all the time that you know aren't necessarily like super popular are still something you can go have a good time at and at least like start the night out with you know and you know i wouldn't say that there's not necessarily one of those events every night of the week but thursday through sunday there's somewhere you can go and oh yeah we had a rodeo in town yeah i had the rodeo on friday night and uh, saturday and saturday right at the the five flag center rdo speed wagons coming wednesday yep yep weird um and some aaron lewis uh he He was on sunday he played uh you know last night um, wait, wait, wait. Are your speedwagons going to Five Flags? Yeah. yeah. On yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday night. Like this Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Beef are coming to town for the show. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they have but, some jams. Yeah. Dude, they got some jams. Damn. But back to the rodeo. 
it was funny because I don't know if you planned this, but you were shooting photos. Did you plan to wear a red shirt? I did not. <laughs> On my way down there, I stopped at uh, at a local store and picked up a couple new Carhartt t-shirts. Shout out Carhartt. Just waiting for you to sponsor us. And uh, I picked out a red one and a blue one. And I was like, I don't, I don't have a, a you know bright red shirt. I don't have this this shade of blue. And I was wearing this blue hoodie. And I was like, okay, well, then I don't want to wear a different shade of blue under this navy hoodie, so I'll wear the red T-shirt. I don't know if that's actually true, though, like wearing red and, and bulls, like, attracted to red. I don't know if that's, like, just, a, like, an old wives' tale. But, no, I did not plan that. Did not even – the thought did not it's even – It's not an old wives' tale. I think it is true. <sighs> it's true because they use red flags still yes. to this day. But is it the flag color or is it, like, waving something? Because, like – you looked at the rodeo clown. He didn't have just red bandanas around him. He had all no, but I mean, on. like, do you see a lot of those, like, riders or anything like that wearing red? No. Well, they're riding. Yeah, but, but then when they get bucked off, do you think they want to be wearing red and they come back at him? He could be spray-painted in red. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe that there's any kind of, like, true... I'll tell you what, but a, a bucking Bronco literally went right yeah. at Jim. I mean, literally <laughs> from, like... Well, you guys are listening. You can't see this, but, like, from... Me to Nick is like it ran into and Jim was literally had his camera like through the fence in the Bronco, boom, no right way. into the fence. The fence right in front of me. It was pretty wild. Um, that Did was you get uh, a good picture out of it though. No, oh no, because like I was like shooting and then I realized, wait a minute, this thing's coming right at me, and I did the natural thing and like pulled back. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Have you seen the TikTok where it's like some body wants <laughs> and like somebody gets yeah. nailed? Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm sure Cole Cole had his camera ready in the stands if that uh, if that would have actually hit me. And <laughs> I wish so I would have, dude. After I started recording each one of the um, the bulls at the end, because some of those dudes got launched. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And some dude, these bulls were so like amped. One of them literally almost hopped the fence. It literally got its like lead legs up on top. I'm pissed. I missed it. Um, I'm going yeah, next these time. These things are wild. I'm going next time. And. Uh, it's like so one guy they like tie something around the the bull's scrotum and then they like pull on his tail mm. like when he first starts and it's to like totally sure. piss him off but like the more he jumps the more it tugs at his scrotum so, oh god i mean yeah, yeah great picture to think of <laughs> but honestly god we're going to talk about this the size of some of these fucking scrotums are insane like the 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 bull's dick it's really God. not that big. It's it's like, imagine a red rocket on a dog, just like longer. But it's not really girthy. It's just like this red little thing that shoots out. The fucking nutsack on the bull, bigger than a fucking eggplant. It's like two and a half size Interesting. of a regular. Yeah. Interesting. I've got, with eggplant. I've got a picture. Well, we might, we right. might post right. that. This thing was huge. Also- and they're just like flopping all over the place. It was wild. Are you going to have to blur those out when you send your pictures out? Oh, no. God, no. It's authentic, man. <laughs> Bulls have scrotums. Deal with it. Yeah, because otherwise they'd be a cow. You are right? correct. There you go. And I know things. That's why, like, you know, <laughs> they choose bulls is because they have all that testosterone going through. Right, right. You know, guys realize, like, uh, when you're a, like, a, even, a, even a cattle farmer or a dairy farmer, like, a bull is worth, like, a stupid lot. amounts of Yeah, money. really? Oh, yeah. Because like a good bull produces great offspring, and that single bull will fuck 
every single female cow in that herd. We might want to doesn't have a, to pay child support either. A disclaimer on this. <laughs> We're an eighteen plus. <laughs> well, I just know certain listeners sometimes listen around their kids. Well, so we might time, to, so. time to learn about the birds and the bees, <laughs> bulls fucking. It's great. Uh, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. That's wild. That is wild. But that led into um, our events on Saturday. We went to the beer fest. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Which was awesome. I mean, every single tent. Uh, paying $45 for I, an ounce and a half, I could, like, I feel not, like, let's be realistic. This is the beer. Like, uh, 30 bucks. 30 bucks, I, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. $45 for that. I was 39. Well, maybe you got the discount. Early, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we didn't yeah, I did not get the early bird discount. That's probably the difference. But dude, I we got our money's worth if you stayed there long enough. 100%. True. Yeah. True. They needed more snacks. Yeah. I could have really yeah. gone for some like but not like the like the regular bag pretzels, but like some pretzel bites. Oh, for sure. Or, like, yeah. I was actually apps. surprised yeah. they weren't yeah. there. Yeah, really, you know, and like hors d'oeuvre style. Like or someone just somebody could have made a killing if they just threw like a food truck in there. We have, <laughs> hey, we have. Uh, yeah, you're not kidding. What happened to those pictures that we took from like that photo they're, booth thing? I think they're up on my dresser. Oh, all right. Where's yours? I didn't, I don't, never got one. Well, whose fault is that? I don't know. But I, I will tell you yours. what. They were handing them out to everybody. Oh, there, damn it. There were a lot, and there was also some beers that I was like, ugh. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, but again, I some of those my, are those IPAs that aren't correct. in our. I know my taste profile, so like there was really only one or two that like I was on the fence with to begin with, and I was like, yeah, absolutely don't like that. Uh, for the most part, though, I stuck with like ciders and light beers because that's. It was hilarious. There was this one. Um, Britt went and like only literally looked at like the name instead of like First what mistake. what it rookie, was like. Rookie it mistake. was like a stout. Like it was like a blueberry stout, and oh, it was boy. the darkest beer out of all the ones that she got. And she like, they filled it up kind of high, and she's like, she's I'm pretty it. sure Nuge actually ended up finishing it for her. But yeah, Brewfest, like, you know, in in uh, Dubuque, we're we're pretty. Um, I mean, maybe not compared to other cities in the state, but Dubuque, there's definitely a significant population that uh, uh, leans right. And uh, there were so many people. Yeah. No one was wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it, it was at the same time, like, it was good to be at a crowded event. Well, in the state of Iowa, our governor tweeted February 15th that it's over. That it's over. So you can come out now. If you're a great listener and uh, you're tired of your COVID restrictions, come visit <laughs> us in Dubuque. And uh, we'll we'll show you around the town. We've uh, we're starting to compile a list with our guests of places we we need to take people. We got Yard Arm, which isn't actually open. Oh, I can't wait! Oh my gosh, so. I was coaching. All a, I was coaching an Orange Theory class last week, and literally, I kid you not, six fifteen. I was just like, man, I could use a night out at the Yard Arm. I remember you texted you us. We're yeah. thinking that at six fifteen in the morning, I, dude. It was I. I don't know what it was, but I was well, just you'd like. You've also been up for like two hours. <laughs> right, that was right about the two hour mark. Sometimes you just get flashes. Two hours. I, oh yeah, that's what it was. I think somebody was just like, "Well, we talked about the weather," and I was like, "Man, what it would be nice to be warm outside." And then I was like, "Well, you know what that means? Golf, boat, yard arm." Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna be living on the Mississippi this year. I'm gonna be and on the golf course and golf course. Yeah. Those two, I'm gonna be. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm gonna be doing my job, but like. <laughs> 
I'm gonna as <laughs> much a, as possible. Not a Travis working five hours at a forty-hour job. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do as much as I possibly can to expose myself to the Mississippi. I love that river. Damn it! <laughs> I don't know. That gets a lot of hate. But What's it's, weird is great. like it really wasn't until you knew you got a boat. Yeah, that like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I had I had lived in Dubuque by that point for nine years. I think I had been on the river like twice. That's crazy. And now it's just like something that we take for granted. I, know, I mean, right? yeah, but you have yeah. to. I mean, you have to have a friend. That has a boat. We totally took it for granted last year. I think all of us. We were just like, ah. Uh, yeah, that first year things. he had the boat. Like it was. It was also COVID. True. So we were like, what can we do outside? Right, right, right. And we were like, so we went outside. True. No, I think this year it'll be. I think we'll see more. Like, hey, it's a Tuesday. Like, let's let's right, go out for right. an hour. And he's got a like. He doesn't have to like put a trailer slip, down. So, so really, just, just gonna right, makes it way there, better. Hop in the yeah. Boat and we're, so I think that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Shout out Nuge, thanks for for buying a boat. Yeah, seriously, clutch. <laughs> uh, and you know now that he's speaking of Nuge, he's at the point where he's like getting salty that we haven't brought him on the show yet. So oh, is he? Oh, I think yeah. I'm going to make the executive decision that we're going to intentionally not bring him <laughs> on the show until like we can't wait any longer. So he will absolutely not be a guest here in season two. Okay. Uh, Unless he listens to this, because then he's going to say after. All right. Well, then well you're no, not going is, on the boat. This is a test then. Right. To see yeah. Because we're a good a chunk into it. He says he listens when he goes on. Uh, he did trips. listen to it today. Because because I was talking to him on the phone and like, hey, like you guys are idiots. Like the whole IBUs thing. From oh a yeah. Weeks yeah. ago, he called me about that. Um, and then, uh, oh, the the moose troll. I've yeah. had multiple people now. I don't know what we were thinking that night because yeah. it makes perfect sense. Like, where's the phrase? We make water fun. Like, beer's made out of water. So yeah. that's literally all they're saying is oh. that, like, yeah. you're basically not fun if you just drink water. I so, see, I see. I mean, Although we I all know. said that we would drink water over it, so they failed. <laughs> No, that was old chub. They should say we make water taste good. Oh, also <laughs> speaking of that, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but we did get a uh, shout out. We got to give a shout out to Hutton. We made the scale. Oh yeah, he. Uh, oh yeah. We haven't. Well, did we fully adopt it? Or are we just gonna take it and go with it? I, I mean, we'll have to look at it. We but at least we have a scale that's on paper that we don't have to necessarily. So now what we need Hutton to do is go back through every episode and create a spreadsheet with all of our ratings. Because I'm gonna be honest, I am not doing that. So, yeah, no, no. Um, but one last thing on Moostrol, I did get uh, another one of our listeners. She said, like, if we were wanting to get rid of it, she would gladly take the Moostrol off of her hands. I said, well, we're going to do this thing um, at the end of the summer. But, I mean, I guess we could always just buy more. <laughs> no, it would be too funny. We have to We have to do it, dude. We have to do it. Yeah. I agree. But so funny thing actually happened this weekend at the Beer Fest. Now that it uh, – Struck my memory. Good ass beer, actually, compared to some of those IPAs, was actually I would I oh, would have much you were rather. Say good ass beer was at. It was. Wait, it was. It, it was. was. I saw it. It was on the I last didn't, row. I didn't get it though. Did you go and tell them that we reviewed their beer on our podcast? <laughs> I did, but see, the thing is, is you that did? it actually tasted good, and I didn't say that, uh, but it tasted good compared to the, some of the other beers that I had had. So like oh, it no. ranked because I'm not necessarily the IPA guy. Right. So right. like some of those, and then I you go from IPA to that, you're like, you know what, this light beer doesn't taste bad. I mean, yeah. When you when you put it like that, I mean, if if you had to drink like three cans of Old Chub, I mean, Regal Light would probably taste good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
That's a very, very acute observation there, Coleo. Yeah. So you didn't go and tell them that? I did not say it because I have in my I have my right ear Britt's dad saying, dang, this one's really good. And I'm oh, like, no. well, it is good. Well, but uh, I thought we liked that guy. <laughs> But he you might have want, been in the same boat I was in because maybe, maybe he might. His, we just bet it might have pounded the IPAs true, before that. True. Maybe, uh, maybe for his birthday we can uh, send him some old chub. Yeah. Speaking of which, Cole, when is your birthday? March. March seventh. March seventh. Right? Yeah. Oh jeez. Who? Who? You and uh, Nuge. That's right. Next week weekend back to back weekends. Are you here that weekend? I'm here that weekend. All right. So March fourth, we need to do something then. Yeah. Because Jim's in town. Oh, love it. That's perfect. All right, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, snack time. Um, so being the uh, the true fat kid at heart, uh, snacks have always been a, a part of my daily diet. And uh, Cole, you, you sent a, a post to our group today, like the best Little Debbie snacks. And, uh, I mean, without any question. Without a doubt, Cosmic Brownie. No, hold, just hold on. Wait, I didn't even see this post. The yeah. worst one on the list. I'm pulling it up right now. When, where, where was this? Phone? On Instagram? sent it to the garage beers. I did. Oh. What? How did I miss that? Um, the worst. Okay. What is the greatest Little Debbie product of all time? And in order, Nutty Buddy, Oatmeal Cream Pies, Glazed Donuts, Birthday Cakes, Swiss Rolls, Honey Buns Iced, and Honey Buns Not Iced, Marshmallow Pies, Frosted Donuts, Charcoal Cupcakes, Zebra Cakes, Christmas Trees, Cosmic Brownies, and powdered donuts. By far the worst one on this list is the marshmallow pie. I yeah. find me someone that enjoys marshmallow pies and I will unfollow them on social media. Um, next worst or not necessarily what that would be their favorite. Yeah. I could see you like somewhat Damn. like maybe not being last, but if that's your favorite out of those, unfollow. Wait, which one you said was the worst one? The, the marshmallow pie. Oh yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Those taste like <laughs> cheeks. So dude Nutty okay, buddies, so uh, nutty buddies are good, but yes, the Reese's the sticks are better. Literally, all of these. First of all, that's not Reese's. It's ba- a Reese's stick. You ever had nutty, a Reese's yeah, stick? Nutty buddy it's, came it's, out first. Yeah, I know, but a Reese's stick is better than a nutty. Buddy. Yes, I agree. Um, but all of these are so good, to be honest. Like, I if you if you were to buy me a box of every one of these, I would turn away the marshmallow pies. Those <laughs> things are gross. Um, the Which box donuts, would be gone first? Zebra cakes. Hands oh down. really? I once. I'm not proud Dude, of it. Cosmic brownies. No, get the out of here. Though no. Elite. The zebra cake is the perfect balance of sweet and light and fluffy treat. And I once, not proud of it. I once purchased a box of zebra cakes at a grocery store. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, and finished them before you got home. Oh, you <laughs> I finished them before I got to the car in the parking lot. <laughs> oh my! How many packs is that? Like four or five? No, it's like eight. Oh my <laughs> god! Let's see if it's on. I think that was like two days worth of calories. Jesus, yeah. Your your body was probably like, what just happened? Eight, yeah. eight. Yeah. yeah, so there's eight cakes in that box. Um, uh, zebra cakes. Oh my god! Like I'm. Can we get some love to the Swiss rolls? After, no. You don't like Swiss rolls? No. Oh, dude. That's like on. dark, dark chocolate. I'm not a fan. Swiss rolls not bad. Honey like buns them. are. Dude, Honey the oatmeal cream pies actually not bad. Not, Those are yeah, good too. Not, not bad. Birthday cakes. I'm surprised birthday cakes are in here because that's basically a zebra cake with sprinkles. Similar, yeah. But I don't like those sprinkles. So in the batter, worse addition. But really, so the cosmic brownie, not definitely on the upper tier of this list. It's just not. Yeah, it, I'm, it's I'm, it's too eh. thick. Like 
Yeah. The cosmic brownies, they just take you back to instantly. If they definitely say, do take you What back. was your top snack when you were like eight years old? Cosmic brownie was in every lunch. Man, you, you're, shout out your mom. <laughs> I never had stuff like that in my lunch. And I still turned out big. <laughs> <laughs> um, so seeing this kind of uh, sparked an idea. We're going to talk about everyone's favorite um, snacks based on like previous activities. So for example, we're out consuming a healthy but normal amount of alcoholic beverages on a Friday night. And it's now like 1.30, bar closes at 2. What is the snack that you're either ordering or you're hoping that you have at home and you're going to munch on so i'll talk about if i three different ways that i will go about this question one if we were to go to a place that has late night appetizers one in dubuque pretzel bites are at the top of that list or i'm a big wing guy i'm probably going wing so you're gonna eat wings no when you're, i do no, when no. you are not sober i do just because I like the wings in Cold here, it's just if I go out and get and order it, I'm getting okay. I'm getting a, a wing. Nah, wings are like last unless for me. Yeah. I, I think I, I don't would, know what it is, I but want yeah, something that I can eat and not have to like think about. Yeah, boneless wing, boneless <laughs> yeah. wing. Okay. Was, that's a little different. In. That's a little different. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Appetizer. If I'm at home. I don't. You're going for the frozen pizza, probably. No, I would love. Chi- I would love chips if I had yeah. chips ah, at chips, home. Yeah. I don't have chips, which really I get home and, and that's, so that's I get why frustrated. you come over here. That's why I come over here. <laughs> they got voodoo chips, but actually, I love um, the sour cream and onion chips. The yeah, green really lays bag. Those are good. Oh, or the uh, Cool Ranch Dorito. I think for me, it's it's kind of a cop-out answer maybe, but like I will just open the fridge and find some kind of leftovers or something random in there. Oh, yeah. And just eat that. Yeah. You know, I'm not a not a chip guy. I'm, you know, I you're talking frozen pizzas like sure. Yeah. Pretzels good, but like it also needs to be something that like I can be eating within 10 minutes. So that's why... That's why chips are clutch. Yeah, but like there's not enough substance that you... I get what you're saying with that. I need something a little bit more. So like if there's like cold pizza from the night before, I won't even bother with the fucking microwave or the... (laughs) Yeah. Just eat that shit cold. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So Uh, that's why going out on Saturday nights is great because chances are we had something pizza on Mm -hmm. Friday night and the box is still in the fridge. Just go to town on that. So, what's your app if you go and get something? Like, if we went to late night apps, I mean, pretzels, pretzel pretzels, sticks, yeah. pretzel bites, or like a giant pretzel. Like, oh, pretzels are pretty good. Yeah, pretty money most yeah. of the time. Um, quesadilla would probably be up there too. You also gotta like if you're if you're still coherent enough to be like thinking about the next day. Like you want something that's got a little bit of grease and, and fat to it, because then in the morning that's gonna help you recover a little bit faster. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All right, Nick, Nick, what's yours? Uh it's it's oh it's got to be some sort of like cheese bread if possible. Like not even necessarily it's a full like a pizza. Garlic bread or yeah, like any sort of bread. Okay. Yeah, just bread. Actually, you know what was great? I don't know. I think that place closed, but the euros. Oh yeah, we got that like once. Late oh, night. marimba, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it hit the spot, but 
Yeah, I think you were like one of their eight. <laughs> I, I think we were. We like, never went back. And what's nuts is they are they are one block off of Main Street, and people in this town will not walk a block <laughs> off know. of the main drag to go and get food. Bizarre. If you move that, if you place, didn't know that place was there, you wouldn't true. even know. It's not like true. they did anything saying, "Hey, put a sign at the end of the street that says Euros this way." Or like if it was me, what I would have done is gone to Lot One and First and Main, um, and like Mason Dixon, and I would have had a thousand business cards printed up. Yeah, and each card had. Like I'll give a thousand to Mason Dixon and a thousand to Lot One. Like a half off or like a twenty percent off. Correct. And but you then tell the bar, like for every one of these that's redeemed, I'm gonna give you a dollar back to your bottom line for the night. And so then they can hand them out at the bar and there's your, your advertising. All right. Um Was there any other categories of snacks we needed to cover? We can revisit the topic next week. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll put Dang, that out This there. one's going to make a rolling. I like that. Yeah, we, like we, we got to put it out to our listeners. Okay. I'm a big snack time because we got to get into the fruit side, like the fruit sack, fruit roll-ups. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, okay, so there was a time where um, I had some – oh, man, what was it? It was like some sort of gummy worm, but it was uh, – do you remember what it was? It was Lifesavers. It was, oh, it gosh. Some, some chewy Lifesavers, you know. They're really sneakily pretty good. Um, but then hours later, not feeling well, I throw up in and, the back and like all of the gummies were in the throw up, like chewed up, but still like pretty solid. And this was like at least nine hours later, like my stomach did not digest them at all. So <laughs> they were in the back and then we let Coda out and then Coda was about to go munch on them. So I we had to bring her inside. So I pretty much have stopped eating that, realizing yeah. just how crappy they are for you that your stomach yeah. can't even digest it. Uh, and then we started idea. running sprints to the stop sign. <laughs> back. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. So you puked more? Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what – this was during quarantine, you know? Everything yeah. was just upside down. Right, right. All right. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come back to snack time next week, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that. So next is uh, Shitty Beer Review. As Nick cracks open another bush light, this week's shitty beer uh, rounds out the the three that I got a couple weeks ago. So we're gonna be drinking Old Milwaukee tonight. Uh, I've got high hopes. I think I swear we did this one before. No, we did uh, Milwaukee's best light. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, okay. Which should be worse than this, I think. But let's hope. Nick, let's. Uh, All right. Let's pass those. Divvy them out. Alrighty, so this is uh, brewed by the Joseph Schlitz Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Union Made, 12 fluid ounces, pretty standard. There's the pregnancy warning. Uh, I don't see anything on here as far as uh, nutritional value. Apparently this is America's beer. Uh, that's what they say. I don't quite that believe that. might be the boldest claim I've read yet. Okay, um, well. All right, well, that's... Really, not much else to talk about, so we're just gonna dive right in. Wow, this is this is not what I expected, and I'm just I'm gonna not Told say you. anything, but it's not what I expected. High hopes, and the smell's not terrible. I had low hopes, just based on like they need to rebrand. Like this does not look good. I could drink this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am in uh, Old Milwaukee. I am. I was too. just about to say it's not bad. I, I didn't want to influence you guys. This, <laughs> I would it drink this. It tastes a little bit heavier. 
a little heavier. A liter- little heavier than a bush light. Like there's a little bit I would more agree. flavor. But it's not so heavy that That's why I was like, wow, because I was not expecting it to not be shitty. <laughs> it actually wow. is not bad. Yeah. So that brings us to the scale that Hutton was able to make up okay. for us. Um zero to one, I would rather drink dip spit. Yep. Okay. This is above that. One to two, I'd rather drink straight Hawkeye. Two to three, I will drink it if it's the last beer on earth. Okay. Three to four, I will drink it over water. Four to five, uh, I will drink it over some beers. Five to six, I accidentally grabbed it out of a cooler and I'm not going to back to change it. <laughs> That's a good one. Six to seven, it is a very average beer. Seven to eight, I like it. Eight to nine, I'm buying it on purpose. Nine to ten, I love it. All right, so wait, what percent alcohol is this? Do we? Does, I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, I don't think it says. I'm guessing it's like four. It's NA. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I'm guessing we're at like four percent, three and a half. How have we not heard of this before? Oh, I, I mean, know. oh yeah, you, you want to talk about a Southside beer? This is probably yeah, all South. Okay. Michigan. Yeah, they don't have this no. Milwaukee bullshit. Why would they have Old Milwaukee in Michigan? <laughs> This is a huge Southside beer. We're just right across fucking yeah, it's not the, the thing. That, that giant Michigan. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, I'm not going to buy this over something else. What was like six? No, six to seven, it's an average beer. Very average beer. Yeah. I mean. Or I if I accidentally grab it out of a cooler, I'm not going back to change five it. It's five to six. Okay, and what's seven to eight? Seven to eight is I like it. It's leaving. So a, I guess it's going like between six and seven, but on the higher end for me. It's leaving a uh, taste on my tongue that I'm not a big fan of. Like, it's it's a good beer, but there's a little bit of an aftertaste. I'm probably gonna go on the low end of a very average beer, and if we were to post this, I'd or adopt this scale, I would probably say an average beer, not a very average beer. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw it out. I'm gonna go six four. I also think I'm, I'm that with you, Jim. I think like I would, I would so far probably take this over anything this season. Oh yeah. I think it might, I'm trying to figure out if I want to give it a high five or a low six. High five. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I'm going to go six, seven. Okay. Okay. And officially from you, Cole. I'm probably just off of I'm probably going five five eight. Five eight. Five, okay. All right. All right. So Hutton uh, go five, ahead nine. and give us the average and then uh let us know where that sits. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you give what'd you give it? <laughs> six four. So, so oh, okay. Yeah, six four. Man. Similar to uh, I should probably give it because Hey Beef, what was your height? <laughs> a very an average beer. I should have probably given it a six something, but nah. We're so with the five, nine. if you do grab this by mistake out of a cooler, or is that no? I'm not going back. I'm not changing it. Okay. And that that is where and that's probably where I'm at. Yeah. 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 There's a lot to remember in this scale. So like I appreciate the uh, the effort thoroughness, but <laughs> like if if somebody came like I'm going as far as like even if I'm upstairs, I'm like somebody grab me a beer and like somebody brings this and there's like a case of Bush Light. I'm not gonna make them go back and get me another right. beer. Like I'll drink we, this. For we sure. also talk about how Hutton sent this to Cole and Cole never acknowledged it or responded. 
I called it. Wait, seriously? <laughs> I, call, uh, I called there's it. There's no I text it. back. There's no like like on the image. <laughs> God, he's going to rail me for that. He's going to go, welcome to the life of Hutton and Cole. That happens a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, so. well, yeah, I was just about to say, that's just Cole. If you know him well enough, you're not insulted by that. You're not and insulted. If you, and if, if you're you want, good enough friends with Cole, you know to expect that when he's in a car, you are Phone call. 45 minutes. Phone call. For yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're lovely. That's like Steve and our old roommate. He'll just call us up every once in a while like, hey, I'm on the road. What's up? Like, oh yeah, I go going on the road like you're driving an hour or two yeah, is one yeah, thing. Yeah. Cole will get on the phone when he's driving like across town. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Th- that's when if they I've get my call. Ten minutes in the car, like I gotta call somebody. <laughs> I can't sit in silence. That's so funny. It's either music or a phone do call. Do you do that when someone else is in the car with you? No, I'll talk to that person. Each any person? Yeah, for the most part. Okay, I didn't know if like when you're driving back to Bloomington with. Uh, with Brit, like if you're on the phone the whole time. Oh no, I do that. <laughs> I have done Poor that. Brit. But it's usually not me making the phone call. It's like if somebody calls me, I'll answer it, and then it turns into like a 45 minute phone call. Yeah. So Hutton. Yeah. No, oh yeah, that has happened. <laughs> that's funny. And that's been like an hour and a half. God. Well, she'll just put her, she'll calls. put her AirPods in and then I, just listen yeah, to music. Don't blame her. Speaking of phone calls, that's okay. our next segment. Yeah, our next segment is phone a friend. Uh, another friend of Cole, so we'll uh, we'll get this rigged up. All right, we got Bo Bergmeier here. It's kind of a kind of a big name in these parts. What is there like seventy five of you in Dubuque County? Well, there's a, there's a handful. <laughs> Are you related to John or no? Yeah, that's first cousin. Ah, okay. And a uh, little fun fact, Bo's uncle played at Notre Dame. Yeah. And his dad he holds the squat NBA. record at NDSU. No way. Yeah. What, 800 pounds? 805. That was a good guess. Wow. That's that's. Insane. I didn't know that about your dad. Have you seen his legs? Yeah, well, I mean, he got to. He's 580 stocky. <laughs> he didn't have to go down much. Gonna go down three. Also, Bo's the Bo's the like the black sheep of the family. He's the only one that didn't play. The only one that didn't play football in high school. Where did all that athletic talent end up, Bo? Um, yeah, the golf course, unfortunately. But you were uh, Uh, you were were baseball. uh, Yeah, you played baseball in high school. I did. I did indeed. I also played tennis for a year. Speaking of baseball. Are we going to get a slow-pitch softball team going this summer? Yeah, I'm out. I'm in. Why are you out? I'm only in if Bo's on our team and not the Kunkel team. Well, he, it depends on – I have, dude, I can't play. As long as oh, yeah, we get the last game of the night, He's got I a big play, boy but, job now. Yeah, can you just what? tell your yeah, boss? It sucks like, being yeah. in the real world. <laughs> it sucks being in the real world. This guy played on every single, like, team. Like, literally, he'd, like, get done with a game and somebody would be like – Bo, we need a sub. Can you play? And he'd be like, all right. And he'd yeah, play like three games in a night. Right. That was a regular. Bo, what's your big boy job now? He's the assistant pro. I oh, am I the assistant golf professional and assistant general manager at the Meadows Golf Club. And I'm also the assistant golf coach at. Let's go. So being the assistant golf pro, does that mean you're the one that washes all the carts? No, no that, I get to tell I get to tell people to do that, which is great. So, Bo, uh, what is what is an average day in the winter look like for you? Oh God, right now it's slow, but 
people are starting to itch. So we're getting members and people that'll stop out. So like right now it's like last week, last Thursday, there wasn't, we had a member there the whole entire time we were at work. They just, people just stop out. Um, How many people showed up on Sunday wanting to kind of walk? I I don't go to work on the weekends, thank God, right now. But, but will, I'm guessing you will once season hits, right? Oh yeah, I'm seven days a week once the course opens. Wow, I wouldn't be surprised if like there was somebody that showed up on Sunday with their clubs. When yeah, it was that like one's surprising. There, but we still got snow out there. I I went to work today, nice little easy half day. Um. And we, I mean, we still got snow all over the course, so it'd be tough. Yeah. What kind of discount can you hook us up with? <laughs> That's the real question. And it depends depends on who comes, if I like them or not. Okay. okay. So nobody in this group. Well, what, about, <laughs> what about, you know, people from your favorite podcast? No, it's, it's it, yeah, we're, if you're, if I'm playing with you, we're, we're just going to hop on a cart and go out on the course. Let's go. But we'll also... Hook it up. I mean, I'm a member out there. But so. that also, if we if if I do that, that also means we probably got to stop at the turn, pick up a couple six packs. Yeah, you you make them back the other way. Sure. Right. Yeah. I now the Bo, have I ever played with you? Do you, do you? Remember? I think so. I don't we played think, once. Last no, no. Oh, we, we might have. Once. For some reason. Although I'll tell you what, you're lucky, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But um. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think we've ever played. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. We I think I, yeah, I'll tell you what. We had a legendary foursome yeah. with me and the Bergmeyers. I can see it. Legendary. Oh, God. I mean, so who was the fourth? It was uh, Gus. Oh God, my brother. Yeah, and Brad and Bo, and then they were like, "All right, bring Sandy along," and. We parred the first hole, made a bomb for birdie on the second hole, and then all of a sudden, like things just flipped. Went to shit. What? Went no. To shit. Oh. Just like pouring it darts. In. Like almost made a two of us almost made a hole in one on a par three. We made an eagle, made a good birdie, and like it was just like all of a sudden, like just boom. Yeah, boom, that boom, was boom. on the that was on the red course, and then we went to the gold course, and things got hot, hot. I think we had. I think we had four eagles on the goal. Yeah, except, Jeez. but we parred the one an easy par five. I blame Brad. For yeah, that, one. that was my fault. I hit my. my well, Brad, good. Brad's not there to Brad's not there to play golf. Brad's there to True. buy us beer and cheer us on. <laughs> True. Hey, that's and he that's did a good you, job that out day. Of, out of your your foursome, you need one guy to own that role. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Gus did showed he up put that this day. On scholarship. Oh, I love that's such a good phrase. Drinking on scholarship is the best. I gotta start using that phrase more you often. Do. In like real it's a life. good phrase. I'm gonna put you on scholarship tonight. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's that's a big good. phrase. Unfortunately and fortunately, that happens quite often when you're with my father. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, I think that's a great thing. Uh, all right, so Bo, we've got five questions that we ask all of our guests. Uh, oh God! All right, we'll, I'm ready. We'll run through these with you. We'll get your your inputs. Some of them are uh, there. There is one fairly serious one. The other four are pretty uh, pretty lighthearted. So uh, we'll start off. What is your favorite beer? 
and then follow that up with what is the shittiest beer you've ever had? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a bush light right now. So I'll put that as my favorite. Okay. I can live with that. Um, the worst beer I ever drank, I would have to say, uh, Milwaukee's best. Close. <laughs> Close. We're our, tonight. Um, our, our beer of choice on our shitty beer review was old Milwaukee. And okay. I have a feeling this is, I, we're going to have to, someone's going to have to go back and, and get all the numbers. I'm looking at you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Your season's basically over. So yeah. You have all, all right. the free time. All right, I'll do it at some point. <laughs> Give to HUD. <laughs> Um, but old Milwaukee, we went six four, six seven, five eight, five eight, and uh, we think that's going to be that's in the running. It's got to be in the running for one of the best beers we've had. Dude, I ha- I finished that and I thoroughly like enjoyed it. You would grab another one. I would. Yeah, yeah, I probably would. Uh, which is funny because Bo, in in stark contrast, last week. Uh, we had, I think the three of us will... Agree, worst beer I've ever had. The worst beer we've ever had. Cole described it as Easily. puke in the bathroom and you come back out and slam a... Rum and uh, Coke. Rail rum and Coke. This was Old Chub. Um, it's a Scotch oh, ale. You ever heard of it? No, but it sounds terrible. It was I'm terrible. I'm not a big ale guy. No. And like I got it because like the, the packaging looks cool. The can's kind of neat. But Scotch ale is pretty fucking terrible um, you know what i have a i have a new i have a new worst beer i just thought of it as you said packaging um for christmas uh i want to say two or three years ago we got so my dad's nickname is tuna okay uh, so we got we got him i found it online it was like they came in four cool cans um it was, uh called big tuna or something like that i can't remember what it was we got him for Christmas, and we cracked one open a year later at Christmas because oh he wanted to hold on to them. They were a year old, warm, on the kitchen cabinet. Oh, no. And I had one of those at Christmas, and it, it, I was like, it was the worst taste I've ever had. <laughs> I went I went straight to the cabinet, and I grabbed Crown, and I started drinking Crown straight. Did you, did you have to order it, or did you pick that up at Vans? Oh, I had to order it online. It's a tuna session India pale ale. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, that doesn't count. Because we, 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 yeah, we, we don't do IPAs. We don't include IPAs um, because none of them, none of us like them to begin with. So we figure it wouldn't be fair. And like technically, the Scotch ale probably could have been categorized into that group. But it but was like, a six pack at which is. Yeah, we got it at Family Beer and Liquor. I know you're a big Vans guy, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, um, I think have all the Bergmeyers like worked at Vans because I know Gus did or yeah I know Gus did. Did you work there for a little bit? I did not, but yeah, that's the go-to spot. That's right down the road from the house. Damn, that's funny. Next question. So next question for you, Cole. All right. So the next one's either best memory of Dubuque or favorite memory with all of us. Oh God. We need, like, who wants to be a millionaire uh, music. Best memory of Dubuque. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. I, I'm trying to go back to, like, 
college. He's about college to bring up like the high school state baseball well, championship like, or one one that bottom of the ninth. Bo Bergmeyer steps up and hits a dinger. <laughs> well, I remember uh, your senior year. Um, you guys had a had a well. They're all big wins, but I feel like it was like a come from behind in uh, at Substate for baseball to to go to Des Moines. If I'm if I'm remembering that correctly. You are. It was my senior year. This is probably my favorite sports memory of my life. I uh, hit a home run at the end, or to send us to state my senior year. So you hit a fucking walk off dinger to go to state, and you chose yeah. golf. Wow, that's that's pretty fucking cool. And then his second favorite memory? No, absolutely not. Whatever you're about to say, he's not going to agree. <laughs> <with>. Is <laughs> he's going to laugh at it? Is a speech I gave him. And shit went very downhill. <laughs> I remember oh, you God. telling us about this, Bo. I want to hear what was this speech from? What was the speech like from your perspective? All right, I'll give you a little background story. This is my senior year conference golf, <laughs> and the final day. I mean, it's absolutely miserable weather. Forty mile an hour winds. Whatever. I am in. I think sixth place in conference in golf. And I finished the sixth hole and I just doubled the sixth hole and I was four over par after six. So it's kind of off to a rough start. Get to the seventh tee, or no, after seven, get to the eighth tee and I'm pissed off coming after a double. Cole's trying to talk me down. He knows how I usually am. I'll get pissed off to the tee and then I'm fine once I get to the tee. He just, he also um, made double from the middle of the fairway. He had a hundred yards and made double. Yeah, it was Ooh. a really, really, really bad double bogey. Um, but, whatever seventh hole or eighth hole um it's a part three and i'm pissed cole comes up to me gives me a yardage tells me what to do and then he just throws this one-liner at me that just hit me like what are you talking about right now <laughs> that's um, great he hits me with a how do you want to be remembered <laughs> this time we had a slim chance at coming back to beat nebraska wesleyan so yeah. um your mind is just churning I, now. Yeah, he's he just hits me with that, and I'm like, I'm already playing some pretty bad golf right now, and he throws that line at me, and I'm thinking, like, did you really just say that? Like, I almost started laughing. He tripled. Uh, but he was <laughs> oh, no. Cole, Cole on a par three. Was he tripled. Serious. He dumped, He chunked it in the bunker. Dead serious. I I ended up taking a triple bogey on the hole so and the speech really didn't work out for me. So <laughs> let me ask you this, Bo. Out of all of your teammates, who would that have actually worked on? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 Him I, I, I seriously or Craig. Um, I, Craig would laugh about it. Keating might like get pissed off at you. Um, if, if I'm going, if I want to go back in time, I would say Pete Lineweber, if you guys know who that is. Um, if you, if you would have thrown that at Pete, it would have like lit rage under him and he probably would have shot three under the rest of the round. So after that happened, after he literally chunked up the bunker, he looked at me and goes, <laughs> I think you can just hang out with JP the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I, and that was going to be my plan because I looked that at the score. And then JP ended up winning conference. But um, I, that is one of my favorite because it's a it's a running joke. Well, at least you guys can laugh about it. And, like, 
I don't know, I, I, Bo, you're a pretty lighthearted guy to begin with, but, like, and maybe that went into it for you, but, like, imagine if you said that to a kid and, like, he went out and absolutely laid a fucking egg and, like, held that against you, you know? Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, it was well, a, yeah, I ended up laying an egg, but <laughs> I don't hold it against him. <laughs> um, so then now we'll go to our next question. Valuable life lesson or life hack? Um... I would say um, for a life lesson is to always stay focused on what your goals are. Um, For me, coming out of high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then kind of figured out that I wanted to play college golf. Um, So that was a goal of mine. So I ended up transferring back to Loris to play college golf. and then I despise Cole knows my other coaches know I am not a school person. Hate school. You did well um, your senior year. I did do well. I had my highest GPA my senior year. Thank God. Um, but a goal of mine, just because of how much I hated school, was I wanted to graduate from Lorse. It was a huge goal of mine. Um, there was times where I didn't think I was going to or didn't want to. Um, just because, um, some other stuff, but I worked hard. I worked my ass off, um, in the classroom and, um, got a diploma for Boris, which I'm pretty proud of. So now going off of, um, goals now, it's just work. Um, I'm going to end up going back to school because I'm going to go into PGA school. So that's going to be another goal of mine to finish that and, Onward and upward from there. Because, Bo, if you had to guess, I mean, how many uh, Bergmeyers have uh, have gone to have gone to Loris? Oh, there's been there's been a lot. Um, I mean, are we talking over my 30? grandpa? Uh, no, it close. I'm probably not thirty. I would say around twenty. My grandpa Jeez. was the first class to ever graduate from there, so. Um, he started it off, but I would say he was. Yeah, wait, there's been a lot. He was the first to graduate from Loris, like one of the the first or one of the after oh, God, it Loris or like when it was 1839. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. When it came, didn't it? Oh God, I can't remember. Because didn't they? They went by a couple different names, so I think it became Loris in like the early. Like 1950s, maybe? Or 40s, 50s, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, I want to say that's when. Well, he graduated then. It might have been, he might have been on the first football team there. I might okay. be mixing this up, but whatever. He was, he was the first one to go there. And then I had, um, I want to say three uncles of the Bergmeyers go there. And then just. Oh, and a couple aunts went there. Yeah. His and sister was a bulldog on the soccer field. Yeah. Yeah, your your sister had a lot of enemies uh, in her playing days. She was a beast. She was a beast. She's the most athletic one in our family. She's just uh, she just couldn't, wasn't able to play football. So. <laughs> Seriously, that's <laughs> if, funny. if they would have let her, I bet she would have. Oh, she definitely would have. Take Halo over. Bone fight. over. Whoa! All right, don't take it too far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so your dad, your dad played at NDSU, right? Yeah, he played at 
um, North Dakota State. Is that NDSU? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jackrabbits? Yeah. No. no, the bison. The bison. The they bison. won like 15 national titles. Before he got there. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, after. Yeah. after uh, or yeah. yeah after, oh, after that's right. There. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then your, your uncle played at Notre Dame, right? Correct. In 1977, he was Joe Montana's college roommate, actually. Wow. Oh, shit. Fun fact. Okay. And then yeah, where did Andy Cal- go? Andy went to Loris. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and so yep. Quite quite the legacy when you look at when you look at families. Um, so and they're you know still still big in Dubuque. So it's it's a pretty neat pretty neat little family history you guys got there. What is what is Christmas yep, like sir. for the Bergmeyers? <laughs> Oh God, we have we have to rent out uh, usually some place to go to. Because um, there's probably now with like grandkids and like I mean there's probably forty fifty people there, right? Yeah, I I don't even to be honest with you. Um, when they when all the grandkids or the great grandkids show up, I I I have trouble like knowing names. The reason why I laughed at like, that I, too. There's, there's so many of them. I forget who. Like which kids yeah. belong to who, and it's wild. Just knowing the Bergmeyers, it's it would be a hell of a time. Also, the COVID Christmas, they had like a putt putt contest on like their back porch, <laughs> and they just made up holes. Wow. Yeah, they do that all. Brad loves that. He bought a putting green, and he has it out on the deck, and it gets yeah obstacles you can can't even imagine are put into place. That's awesome. Brad also at work will just throw the putting green down and say like, "Here's five bucks if you make this putt." Because <laughs> your dad's been at Kunkel for like what twenty years? No, he was at Truck Country for a long time okay. and then transitioned to Kunkel. I'd say probably fifteen years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago. Close, yeah. Okay. So that's going to cover question four. Instead of what's your hometown, what are the Bergmeyers yeah, known for? What are, what are the Bergmeyers known for? That's a great question. What was sorry, I didn't hear that. What was the question? What are the Bergmeyers known for? Besides drinking beer. <laughs> oh fuck! Football and drinking beer. Um, a good time. Yeah, I, I would just say definitely in Dubuque. Well, my my grandpa's just known for. Um, I mean, everybody says this about their grandpa, just being a an outstanding person. I never got the chance to meet him, but I've heard. Um, Lots of great stories of the actual person he was. He does a lot for Wallert and Catholic school system. So um, that, but definitely it would be athletics. I, it's just history of lots of, lots of my uncles were very athletic. So that kind of carries on. And But we also like to have fun. We love to party. Bergmeier weddings are far and away the best. They got one coming up here in a month from today who's, so, uh, who's we'll that gonna be that's mitch mitch oh, uh get married right. in March. and then your your sister's getting married on new year's eve right new year's eve which um I'm god crashing. help us all for I'm that crashing one of those <laughs> i mean if there's gonna no, be one but, for you to crash it's gonna be hannah's in december yeah hannah's new year's wedding's gonna be absolutely wild and, and they got a they got a the place that they reserved or whatever they rented out for the wedding it holds uh 900 people they're obviously not inviting that many people but crashers like me over under 300 people i'll take the over it's over that over that for sure i know there's probably 300 of um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we're 
once the dinner is over, once the kind of the ceremony dinner is over and it kind of turns into the party, I'm just text, texting anybody I know that's in town. Yeah, you guys can come on out. So, like, I've heard some Beautiful. stories. I've never been to one of these, but, like, Irish weddings will go until, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, I... I'm getting a full day. And I know rest. you guys, there is some Irish in your family. So, like, are you expecting this to be literally an all-night affair? Yeah, they... We uh, talked to the band who has done two other Bergmeier weddings. So they're, they, they're well aware. Oh, yeah. they they We have their phone numbers, so like they, they know. <laughs> and we asked them to do the wedding. If the date was open, they're like, yeah, we can do it. And they go off of when the party dies, they'll stop. So we have the place rented out to the next day. Um, <laughs> I don't... I don't plan on it stopping until, I don't know, four, three or four, maybe. So then the next question is, how long until the Bo Bergmeier wedding? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. We got some time for that. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to be working out at the uh, at the course all summer. You never know. Yeah. One thing I, I always thought about with this is if uh, my significant other, if I would enjoy them, to enjoy golf, if that makes sense. We So funny you actually bring that up. We talked about that like three or four weeks ago. Like um, when you have a significant other like that and there's something that you're really passionate about and they like may not be, like do you try and convince them? To, so like in your case, like convince them to enjoy golf or is it more important for them to understand why you do it and be okay with it? I think they need to understand why I – and passionate about it. Don't get me wrong. If my wife or my significant other um, wants to come play golf with me, I'm completely fine with that. But I don't know how I would feel to the point of my wife um, like coming out playing four times a week. Um, but she plays I don't in know like how a women's league. You'd be okay that. with that. Yeah, 100%. If she wants to come play around with me every once in a while, that's fine. But when I think of golf, um, just for me, it's I love playing golf alone. Uh, it's very, uh, it's just a good mental clear, um, just going out, playing nine, walking nine by yourself. It's very relaxing. So um, I don't know how I would feel about it. I really yeah. haven't given it much I, thought. Uh... And I've... <laughs> haven't really had a girlfriend in a while so i uh, i will say like and i mean this in the most sincerest way like listening to bo bergmeier now compared to like the bo bergmeier i knew from even just a few years ago like i mean i'm 100 dude like you've uh you've you've matured a lot i think uh you're a you're a great dude and i love that you're uh you know hanging out with the group a little bit more now yeah i appreciate it i'm always down to hang out with you boys um, it's funny you said that cause I talked to Jeremy Hawkins, who's my boss at the golf course and my high school, when we played high school golf, that was our home course for two years. And we were just talking about this one day and he goes, you know, thinking back on it, I would have never hired high school though, <laughs> but now I'm happy I did. You know, that's, that's a good, that's take that as a compliment, right? Cause everyone's a little, yeah. little shithead in high school. Even Cole was. And uh, you grow oh, yeah. a lot, and, and uh, you know, I think you know, like you kind of alluded to, you 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 worked through some things, and uh, you came out of it on the on the good end. So, you know, 
not to get sappy or any shit like that, but uh, you're a good kid. Love you. So I then, appreciate it. I love you guys. Yeah, so we'll go into the next one. It, I'll let you decide if you want to go down this rabbit hole or if you want to go down a different rabbit hole. We can either have the MJ versus LeBron chat. No, we don't or have time. We don't have, don't time. have time. There's no way. <laughs> that to be another time. So we will go. I'm trying to think of another current event. I got I got four tabs pulled up right now of notes that I have for the <laughs> no, debate, by the way. We'll save, so we'll, save <laughs> we'll save it then. We'll, um, we'll bring you back just for that debate. That'll be a specific yeah. segment. We won't. Maybe maybe for that one, we'll let you come to the garage with us. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. So oh, that, I got one. I got one. Okay, go. Golf world. What are your What are your views on this Saudi versus like um, Saudi tur- uh, tournament? Since they now are going to launch, since they've got twenty uh, professionals signed. Uh, to be honest, I think it's a terrible, I, I, I just will always be a PGA guy. And as you see all the big mainstream guys, they're all PGA all the way. Um, Bryson, he was questioning it, but he came out, I think he tweeted a couple of days ago saying that he was, uh, his focus is on the PGA. If all top other players are on the PGA. So, but um, the I list has get... Bryson and Dustin Johnson both signed on the Saudi. So who, yeah, who's of the biggest course. name? And the Phil. Phil? Phil, DJ, and Bryson. Wow. See, I think it would be a good idea for people in the back end of their careers like Phil to do this. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, but I, I just feel like it, as a competitor, as if I was in the shoes of these guys' place, I, I'm not chasing. It depends on if you're making enough money or not. But I'm not chasing money. I like I want I want a green jacket. I want a U.S. Open. I want a British Open. Right. I I don't care about money per se, but like I want to chase Tiger's uh, PGA win record. Right. I want to chase Jack's majors. Um, that's the way I would look at it if I was in their shoes. But you can't say that if you're struggling on the PGA Tour and you're not making money, you're not, you don't have a status or something like that, and you need money, then I could see maybe you do it. But the only thing that I see the Saudi providing for the players is money. I mean, it's a base salary. You get paid a year. It doesn't matter what you place in the tournaments. All it does is you just show up and play golf and you get paid. Right, and I think that's why I think you'll either see – I think they should be a stepping stone for the Corn Fury or for – like people that are don't want to transition from the PGA to the champions because Phil could go and almost win week in and week out or at least top 10 champions all the time. Yeah, I, think I also he's played th- in three events and he's won two. Right. And I think but I do think I don't necessarily know if I enjoy that it's that flat rate. I get that's what they're trying to do um where people can just show up and just play. But I think it would be a good stepping stone for some of those guys from the Corn Ferry, and I think that's what you're going to see, is that those guys, do they want to go grind on the PGA Tour and try to make it, or do they want to go get their half a mil a year, a mil a year, and just be on the Saudi and just play? I think you're going to see a lot of the Corn Ferry guys, the big Corn Ferry guys, who might not want to grind, will go to the Saudi. Yeah, I I agree with that too, but... um this is going to sound like a dickhead comment, but who is going to watch corn fairy tour guys? 
No one. You know what I mean? So what is the Saudi what is the Saudi tour trying to provide? They're trying to provide entertainment or are they just trying to bring golf to a new part of the world? I see that's where I don't really understand it because I'm not to be honest, if a Saudi tour events on and the biggest name is Smiley Kaufman, I'm not tuning in. Hey, come on, that dude's a legend. I know. I like Smiley. <laughs> what about I, Ali I, Schneider hands? Uh, what about Afi Bamra? He doesn't. <laughs> no, none of those will get me to watch an event. I, I don't watch a whole lot of golf right now. I'll tune in for some big events. Um, and I'll flip through and I'll watch, um, an hour or two of each week, but, um, I'm not watching a Saudi tour event. That's got those guys in it. Unless, unless Tiger's playing, um, I'm not tuning in. Dude, they tried to get Charlie. No, Charlie. Oh, Charlie would. No. Yeah, you think Tiger would let that happen? No. Yes, oh. there you go, Bo. You were the exact same way. So then, last last thing, I just want to get your opinion. I think I know what you're going to say, but in your lifetime, you had mentioned Tiger's uh, wins record. Will anyone ever come close to Tiger's? What's what's maybe? Let me rephrase. Will anyone ever come close to his wins record or his, what is it, consecutive cuts made? Cut? I don't think anybody will ever touch that consecutive cuts one. I think that's a stat that's one of those that you look at and you think this is unbelievable. Um, the wins, I would, I don't think anybody will reach the wins just because the competition nowadays, any week, like uh, this last week at Riviera, Joaquin Neiman won. I mean, he's not, most people who watch golf don't know who Johan Neiman or I can't even pronounce his first name is, but anybody can go out and win a golf tournament right now. I feel like um, Tiger had that in the sense that there was good competition, but from 1997 to 2006, there wasn't anybody that could come close. I mean, he was, right. he was the best to ever do it. It was, I, I've seen so many Tiger stats that just blow my mind. I showed Cole one the other day um, on the date of like April, uh, I want to say like 21st, 2003, he was the winner of the Masters, the U.S., the British, the PGA, the Players, a World Golf Tour two times, and three other events. He was whole, he was the defending champion of all of those at that time, which is just unbelievable to another, me. And another wild stat is like if you put all of his majors to, to, uh, together combined is like minus 100, and the next closest person is like 15 over par. That's Dude, hey, here's what gets me. Here's what gets me, Bo, and I want to get your opinion on this. Is like, okay, um, you have that debate where people say, "Oh, the talent is so much better now. He might, even if in his in his prime against these players, he wouldn't win as much." But you know, and the courses do make changes. But he also like just again looking when you look at that exactly that right there. He's so much under par. He's playing these same courses. I think even the Tiger in his prime is still at least very close to what he was, even against these players. I agree, but. I also think I'll go into this too. Um, he grew the game to what it is. So like golf yeah. isn't nearly what it is. You needed a Tiger Woods, and that's why like you can't. It it you. It's tough to argue because he'll always be the greatest because the game of golf would never ever be the same. Which I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but '97 you said was when Tiger started winning everything. Yeah. Like what happened 
in the 90s and like it overlapped in the 98 but mj took basketball by storm and and won True. six titles and then all of a sudden you've got another african-american you know professional athlete that completely revolutionizes is that the right word yeah, revolutionizes the game of golf, and uh, it's just interesting to see that like that came in towards the tail end of of uh, the the basketball goats run. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I, great transition. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> argument is there. of the two, I do think the consecutive cuts made would be more in jeopardy than the wins because I do think that there's talented enough and consistent enough. And the only reason why I say this is because I think Colin Murakawa could catch him in the consecutive cuts. Yeah, I agree. Colin I mean, Marikawa is the possible. best ball striker, and I think that would be more consistent because his bad days would be good enough if he wanted to, like, and made that a goal where he doesn't make or doesn't miss a cut. Then I think Colin could. Um, I don't know with like what you said, the talent wise that he has. Just he couldn't have an off day that Tiger might have been able to have an off day. The other thing is, is that the Tiger effect will never be a thing either. The average stroke yeah exactly was five strokes worse just if tiger played in the event no shit Playing five yeah, strokes it, worse it, he, has, he has that effect i mean it, you saw it in the 2019 masters um which he's far out of his prime in that um time period um but in the hunt on sunday and you just saw it uh, what's his name? Francesco Molinari and who else was on the top of the leaderboard? Tony was on the top of the leaderboard. And the other one was Brooks. Brooks Kepka was two holes ahead, and he said you could just feel the energy sucked out of the air and just went to one <laughs> hole on the course. I mean, they just fell apart. Francesco Molinari, who just absolutely was playing the best golf of his career the first three days of that tournament and rolling in putts. I don't think he missed uh, up and down for like 32 holes or something like that. Um, and then he gets to play with Tiger on Sunday and just completely falls apart. It was crazy to watch. Um, he's definitely far and away my favorite athlete um, ever. So I could talk about Tiger for I'm hours if we the wanted to. Only person to ever not care? Y.E. Yang. <laughs> 2009. Uh, he's the one that tore Tiger apart. Yep. Tiger would be so much better if it was for Y.E. Yang. I agree. Who? Y.E. Yang was uh, I was the only person to ever beat Tiger in a final pairing at a major at the time. With Tiger person. having a lead. With Tiger having wow. a lead, yeah. I've never heard of the guy. And then and that was the fall of Tiger because literally right after that was the Tiger the scandal. Incident, yeah. Mm, he he, got, hit with a, he got hit with the golf club. <laughs> he got hit with the golf club. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Bo, uh, appreciate you coming on. We could we could probably keep this conversation going for another <laughs> forty minutes that we've already talked. So we're uh, we'll let you get back. You know, you got a big week of work coming, and and golf season right around the corner. So we will we'll definitely have you back, um, and we'll we'll definitely play some some golf with you this summer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more than welcome to come out to the course whenever you guys want. Um, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Thanks, Bo. Thanks, Talk Bo. To you. See you guys. That was good. So far, all the phone of friends segments <clears> have been going well. Yeah. And that brings us to our last segment of the night. Well, I, I actually forgot. Right? No. I had messaged uh, you guys early in the week about a very, very embarrassing memory of mine. Oh. And uh, that's that's really the whole point of memories for me is to, to embarrass the shit out of myself. So, um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember this. This, this one great. was bad. Like, I hate myself for it. But um, hey, I don't blame you, man. 
14 years ago on February 19th, 2008. God, I don't even want to read this. <laughs> So this was back when like Facebook was like your name is so I uh, Jim is missing his favorite girl in the entire world. He would do anything to have her in his arms. Jesus, smack me now. What was I thinking? Well, look, my question is this. What were you trying to accomplish? Were you hoping that she would see this? No, this was this was definitely in the time and the age of like I had to be posting like what we talked about last week with Valentine's Day, it was like that year round. So it was like I was posting this to, you know, make sure that she knew I was thinking. Right. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 You were hoping she'd see it or you knew she'd see it. Well, like we were dating at the time. Well, clearly that is after you broke up. No, no, no. I, this was my high school girlfriend. I, I'm confused. 2008, man. I was still in high school. Right, right, right. But so, that like, we says, had been dating for like six months. That says you'd oh, give wait. anything to have her in your arms again. Right. Like we weren't like we <laughs> oh, physically together. Oh, you're yeah, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you had that much withdrawal or you were just trying to be that cringy, I guess. Yeah. I, I think so. I don't All right. Know. That makes sense. I was thinking that this was like after a breakup and no, you were no, throwing no, that no. up this there was, to uh, see it. I was so love struck and <laughs> was a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Yo, on, she probably I, ate that up though. Oh well, I don't know if if it's just like Facebook over time stops showing you likes on old posts, but like I don't know, I don't know. I hate myself for that. So <laughs> I am so glad I am past that wow. stage in my life. Um, and if there's any advice to people, you know, young kids listening to this eighteen and up podcast. Don't do that. I think today, like yeah. that is That's what 100% it is, textbook simp uh, classification. Yeah, yeah so, but yeah. that unfortunately is like that probably happens on oh more God. now than it did when you. Oh, were yeah, for sure. Probably more on Twitter though. I would say probably. I would or say Instagram. Oh, definitely yeah. Instagram. So, like, I guess my advice now is like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You shouldn't do that because that's not real. That's not authentic. Right. Right. And, and it's a stupid just, precedent to set. Yes. Because yes. you can't maintain that exactly. for the you know the, the duration of your relationship. Exactly. So yeah. don't do that. Just don't do it. <laughs> so that, that was funny. my uh, my memory from the last week. Um, I think I, I don't know if I deleted that one after I uh, screenshotted it. So I kind of hope I did. But um, so we'll keep moving on to Nick Talk. What do you got for us this week? All right. So question this week I threw out there was, um, you know, it could be taken in two ways. So the question I put out there was, all right, people with street smarts, what is your most street tip? And so some people took it like literal as in like, what is your best um, tip when you're like on the streets of a city, you know, to be safe. Um, But some people then took it and I kind of took it as like, all right, like, you know, you have your street smarts versus your book smarts. And do you have any like wisdom from uh, outside of like just standard knowledge? I guess that's kind of how I took the question. And um, so, but I'll read some of our responses because they're kind of on both sides of these here. Um, so from our, our listeners, we got, uh, we got a couple of responses. We got, all right, always keep your head up and not on your phone. So What's interesting is that can actually be taken in both contexts, but uh, obviously I think this person was just kind of talking about like when you're walking on the street, 
just keep your head up and not on your phone because you never know, especially like if you're in a dangerous situation. Or like texting and driving. Right, right. Right. Don't do that. Or it could yeah. also be like life philosophy, like live your life, stop being on your damn phone. Right, right, right. Be here, be here. Be here, be here. There you go. That's my line. Um, and then we have from Nug one <laughs> look both ways before you cross the streets. <laughs> classic, okay. yep. classic. And then we've got uh, East Coast Girl 86. Stay aware of your surroundings and know how to minimize your risks. Occasionally check your sixes. Ooh, that's a classic military phrase. Yeah. So yep. shout out, shout out to all of our troops, both in the U.S. and Canada. Yep. Hey. And uh, you know what's funny is my friends that are in the military, they actually like do do that. They say they, whenever they're in a building, they're always conscious of every exit and entrance, and like it's just like trained in them. You know, it's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right. So then some of the other answers are, um, trust your gut. You see people acting normally your whole life. You know what it looks like. If you see something that makes you uncomfortable, there's a reason, even if you don't know what it is yet. Yeah. That's, that's good. so true. How many, good yeah, how many times, like for me, I'm going to kind of take that and like with other, meeting new people. Yeah. Like within yeah. 15, 20 minutes of meeting someone for the first time, like I've got a gut reaction of like, is this is this someone that like is worth a shit? And like more times than not, I have been wrong before mm-hmm. both, on both both sides. But more times than not, that gut reaction proves to be true. Like three, you know, three six months down the road. See, so I'm the worst at that. I try to find. I do probably need to take that advice because I try to find the good in like literally mm-hmm. every single person, mm-hmm. and like. It could be. Yep, I had a roommate in college that did that. He gave everyone the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah, that's me all the time, hundred percent. Like, and I'll go out and like whoever it is, like, it could be somebody terrible, and I would try to like have a really good time, and I probably will, but like that is mine, and I completely the bad things that these people are doing. I'm like, ah, sure. fuck it, let's just have a good time. Well, for the longest time, it's it's kind of died off a little bit, but you know, after I first met Cole. A few years <laughs> ago, like, Anytime he would meet someone new, he like became absolute best friends. Right. So, right. and I think I've learned like, yeah, that's one hundred percent who you are. And like, I don't necessarily want to like encourage people to not be like that because right. I think that that overall is a good trait to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just sometimes you gotta, you know, take a step back and be like, all right. It, and there's also a difference, right? Like, is this someone that like I'm gonna put into my inner circle yeah or is this someone that's a fringe person and like i'm not going to go out of my way to like it's weird as it sounds like care about them or think about them but like if they're around like we'll have a good time i think there's two different ways to look at that yeah no 100 percent agree um all right next is never talk money on public transportation and never count money in a parking lot and again this is kind of the literal advice but yes Right. Uh, great advice. I've heard that, you know, when you're, especially like if you're in a big city, yeah. like keep that wallet put away. I mean, I, I've even heard of some people that go as far as like they have like a wallet for their cards and then they have a money clip for their cash. Oh, they yeah. Pull their cash out unless they know like they're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. I have like thought about that because a couple of times leaving like the casino. Oh. After the roulette, yeah. you're like walking mm-hmm. out and you're just like, I've looked, but like. And but that's like check your six. I always know like when I am looking like if I do have a good night at the casino, I know who's like yeah. Or I'm ready for 
like if somebody does look at me and I know like I have that weird instinct like all right if I have to throw it down I'm ready to throw it down <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a fight yes uh, it depends on what you count as a fight the closest I ever came to a fight was seventh grade uh, there was this kid that I had some classes with and it was weird because like we were friends and we had hung out but like when I was in seventh grade like the cool kid thing to do was called book drop Did you oh yeah totally so like you're walking smack your class, books yeah, it, yeah and like he came up one day and smacked my books out of my hand and I, gr- I literally stopped grabbed him by the shirt with both hands and I threw him into the locker and oh, I got a detention great. for it I've only I have not personally been in a fight because it's been my fault. I've only been in a fight because I've somebody was chirping and I was the one because I knew they'd get beat up. So I was the one that stepped in and then I ended up getting in the fight. Gotcha. So you you're like the 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 backup, you're the support. I was the backup and knew he was going to get his ass whooped and then I stepped in and ended up getting in the fight. What was the last time that happened? It was in college. It happened a couple times. Yeah, okay. I've I've been involved in two very crazy situations that I will tell you off air. Okay, all right. Uh, well, but let's uh, sorry, move on. sorry, listeners, <laughs> but uh, that that that's like NC seventeen, yeah, uh, yeah type yeah. of shit. All right. Uh, then someone said, "Look both ways crossing one way street. There may always be one idiot." Yep, and I, I I've do seen that. that in Dubuque. Uh, um, guys, like I literally. I saw him turn on the one way and just his luck. There was a cop also at that intersection and right away, like perfect pulled him over. But like one, I, you know, even without the, the cops involved, like I've seen that, um, you know, if, especially if you're in a city, you know, Dubuque dude, has enough one ways yeah. that like, dude, my first week here. <laughs> yeah. You had a tough time. Dude. With those. <laughs> it was hilarious. So I'm like, went down to one way. I know I'm like down the one way. So I pulled into this bank. And I thought that I turned left onto a one-way. It actually was a two-way. I'm sitting in the oncoming traffic lane thinking it was a left turn lane. And this person next to me is like freaking out. I'm just <laughs> minding my own business. Light turns green. I turn left. And then I look back and it was a two-way. And I was sitting in the left lane thinking it was a left turn lane. Oh, oh wow. Bet you didn't make that mistake. <laughs> I did not. Um, all right, so then back to kind of the other side of things, this like kind of more like life advice. Um, says, act like you're in a hurry and less people will want to bother you. <laughs> so that's funny that you mentioned that. So one of my good buddies, Tyler, um, who introduced me to Squano, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, actually sent this to our, we've got a group chat. Um, and it's it worked perfectly. So I, I got to pull it up so I make sure I, uh, so... Uh, unsociable people simply pop your coat on before answering your front door. If it's someone you don't want to see, you can say you are on your way out. Oh. In the unlikely event, it's someone you do want to see. You can simply say you've just arrived at home. Genius. See, that's perfect for our segment. That's literally exactly <laughs> like a thing that would be a perfect. Also, who the hell goes genius. to doors these days? Mormons. True. <laughs> True. Mormons and Jehovah's Witness. And uh, then my reply to him was, or just open the door shirtless. That might work too. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine just like, on my way out. <laughs> yeah, right? Or no, not even on your way out. Like, hmm, you're going to talk to me and I'm just standing here without a shirt on. I play the double standard on this. Um People like now in the younger generations, though, don't know how to have these like no, passing by conversations. Never walk through anywhere that has like kids either in high school or in college and watch how many kids that will just instantly just grab their phones instead of just having to walk by somebody. 
I oh, for sure. I did that at Brewfest on Saturday. There was someone who came up and was talking to me, and I literally like I didn't like fake that I had a call, but I pulled my phone out and like started looking at oh, it, and no. they got the hint, and like I was able to that's so evacuate funny. that conversation. But that's also like a tactic too. I guess that could be a good answer. Is like if you're trying to avoid a conversation, just kind of be rude and go on your phone. It's a way to subtly say I'm bored. Like get away from me. But, like, what happens if that other person doesn't pick up on social I cues? I know. God, that's a I've whole other segment. Too. Like, yeah. it's like, hey, read read the room here. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And they just are oblivious. Can we talk about for a second, like, why is it that I would say, from my experience, like, 30% of the population has zero ability to read a room? Like, I've I mean, met I, so many people. I think it, probably has something to do with like your exposure to it like how do you how do do you if you think back like how do you know how to read a room because you've been in those situations before sure yeah like we all like are still young enough like we grew up in a lot and we experienced those at a fairly young age right right and now like things have changed so much with with screens and things like that that you don't you don't get that exposure when you're in fifth and sixth grade right 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 makes sense um, all right, so then a couple more answers. One, it says, uh, if you're in an argument with somebody and they get in your face and then look away, there's a good chance they're about to try and knock your head off. <laughs> okay. That's very good advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it says, this is another kind of deep one. Uh, you don't you don't owe anybody anything, including conversation. People who want to take advantage of you will usually start by initiating unsolicited conversation. I guess that's kind of more like on the street as well. Yeah. Like, excuse me, uh, sir. And then anytime someone says, excuse me, sir, I'm always like, uh, what? And (laughs) when you're in a big city, I had this happen to me. I was, I think like a sophomore in high school. So like I had already, I had only been into downtown Chicago maybe once or twice before this. And it's one of the guys that like cleans your shoes on the the Uh, side of the street. And like, as soon as you engage in conversation, like you're done for. Yep. Yep. Next thing I know, I'm paying $20 for this dude to clean my uh, Payless Shoe Source uh, white gym shoes, which, like, it was a shitty day out, and, like, five minutes later, I step in a puddle and they're dirty again. Oh, God. But, like, after he does that, you can't be like, oh. Well, I guess you could. Like, some people would just be like, fuck you, I didn't ask for this. But I definitely gave him 20 bucks and felt like the biggest idiot in the world. That's See, this, hilarious. This is what sucks, because to go back to my, like, make friends with everybody phase... I was friends with all the homeless people in Decatur. And I was friends with, like, I was that guy that didn't necessarily get taken, like, I mean, I probably got taken advantage of for sure. But, I mean, if somebody wanted to have a conversation, I was that person that was just probably sought out. And I made literally friends, like, at a bar with just a random person. Like, we were in line, probably wait, and me and this person just literally, I figured out where we went to college, high school. I mean, it was great. It was yeah, great. and I, think I got walked home. I got walked home by the homeless people back in in uh, Decatur. I think that, uh, like, again, that's a good quality for the most right. part. I think in a big city like Chicago, oh that's no, I just agree. Be careful, right? No, yeah, I get that. But, but so yeah. you're saying Decatur is more safe than Chicago? Uh, no, but if your name's Colson. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you know it well enough, you've been there six years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I. But see, here's the thing: was is that like. Even I knew the homeless person stay away. Sherry stayed away from because Sherry was just a crazy, just yeah. no teeth, just like only wanted change. And then, but like King Jeffrey, genuine great dude. 
Yeah, let's be real. There, there were names for them. Yeah, and really? King Jeffrey had an eye patch, and we're like, not. We don't say we approve that on this podcast, but right? But so I mean, have you have you been back to the cater? King Jeffrey you, is no longer. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, I think unless he's moved somewhere warm, hopefully. <laughs> um, but no, dude. Like I would seriously walk home with this guy, have conversations, and then he'd be like. Got any beer left? And oh yeah, I would just usually grab something, hand him oh, whatever boy. I had left in my backpack, and he'd be like, "All right, have a great night, Cole, King Jeffrey. Great night." There was one time I was walking back, and I was just in such a bad mood, and the guy was like chirping me, and I just ignored him and ignored him and ignored him, and then finally I was like, "Enough!" Yeah, say I don't care what you have to say to me, and then he just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> But the wild thing is, is that I was also like the peacekeeper of the Millican students in like the townies at like the bars. So I like, I knew all the townies, just, I don't know, from like random occurrences playing basketball or the different odd jobs that I did in Decatur. But like, I, I knew these people. So we'd be out and they'd be like, oh, fuck this dude. I'd be like, hey, 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 he's a good guy. And then they'd be like, they'd be like fuck this guy. I was the, the pe- Millican students were saying that, or the homeless people were not. No, so not the homeless, the townies. Oh, the townies. The oh, townies. okay. So I was like the peacekeeper of <laughs> the townies, the homeless, and the Millican students. See, here's the thing. So you could run for mayor of Decatur, Illinois, and you'd probably win. Dude, Decatur <laughs> on paper was the same size as Dubuque, but no, it was way smaller. I felt yeah, like it was like way smaller because it was also like spread out because Decatur's like. Waste because you technically had like Long Creek was kind of Decatur, so yeah. But yeah. everything like here funnels down to Main Street, right? Right. Um, but no, yeah, it was great. Um, funny story though. This will be the last one before we can wrap it up. Um, about like running for mayor. Funny story. Grandpa always gives me crap, and he was actually very disappointed once I told him this. I actually was voted as a finalist to give the graduation speech. But I didn't check my email my senior year, like, at all. So I was voted, and all I had to do was, like, submit what my graduation speech would be and, like, yeah. then go into it. Granted, I don't think I would have gotten it, but never was, like, actually so gotten what, the shot because... what would your closing line have been? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have to think on that, but... You didn't have one ready? No. Gosh. Speaking of like running for mayor, I think I've told Cole this story before, but you know, I always used to joke. My mom used to give me crap for not voting on things, you know, and uh, I'd always be like, "All right, the day that someone wins by my vote, by one vote, then I will be, I'll be like, all right, it was worth it." And uh, obviously, just kind of joking, but there was one time where there was a guy indicator running for sheriff, and he stopped by our gym at the time, and he like you know met everybody. I was like, "Oh, that guy's a good guy. His name's Chubby. He went by Chubby Brown," and. Uh, <laughs> And I go and I, I vote for Sheriff and I vote for him. And then literally I see a newspaper that says Chubby Brown wins by one vote. No I way. I swear to God. No I way. I was like, yes, <laughs> I made a difference. Great guy. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just imagine if he didn't vote. I know. I don't know if it would have gone into so like a tie a or what. I have no idea. I left after that. Great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he seemed like a good dude. <laughs> so yeah. Should we? Do you like? Can we get his phone number? Can we bring him on the show? That'd be I hilarious. I have no idea. This was a while ago, and I don't think Chubby's even into the kid area. Even anymore. better, because then, <laughs> then he doesn't have to like right. Be, true, like, true. PC or anything. It's been like five years. I'm ago. I'm gonna put that on the two U's. You guys, I'll, I'll do some digging. I'll see what I can do. Brown and bring him on. <laughs> I think he'd be an instant hit. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Uh, well, it. thank you. Uh, this has been season two, episode six of Garage Beers, and it's A like it's like clockwork. We hit ninety minutes now, like without even trying. Dang. So, yeah. thanks everyone. <coughs> <coughs> Way to finish. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>